you're listening to the Big House Bleachers Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Big House Bleachers Podcast. I'm Michael Smeltzer. My usual co-host, Matt Hartwell, is in New York watching the the ball drop for New Year's, or at least that's what he said. I, I believe that he's just trying to get a glimpse of of Ryan Seacrest, probably. N- knowing Matt, that's, that's what he's in New York for. Um, but I got good news for our listeners. We have a very special guest on the pod this week. The first lady of Michigan Twitter is here, <laughs> um, Lexi Wester. How yes. are you? I'm great. Well, you know, we, we could be better. We could be a lot better, but I will say I, I'm feeling good today. It's the new year, new start. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I guess how are you is not the best question <laughs> to ask a I'm Michigan fan. a little fan. dead inside. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I mean, we all we all are. It's, it's kind of a devastating uh, game for us, and, and we'll jump right in. Let's talk Michigan TCU. You know, it was uh, final score... What was it? 51, uh, TCU 51, Michigan 45, which after the first half, you know, I mean, what a roller coaster of a game, right? We come out, Donovan Edwards has that 53-yard run, and I'm like, here we go. Like, we're going to dominate this. (laughs) Um, And then you had those goal line stops, a couple pick sixes, and it was, you know, halftime, it looked like we, we had nothing going. So, like, what were you feeling at halftime of that game? You know, I was just really happy that they like didn't let them score again before half. Um, that that was like huge not to get that touchdown in, but it they just got themselves out to such a bad start. And like we've done that with other teams in the Big Ten, but on this big stage like this, you can't do that. You can't bury yourself in the first and second quarter and then still come out. And I mean, had we not buried ourselves like by fourteen. Those second half adjustments were impressive. I was thinking going into halftime, all right, you know, Minter's been built for this. We've watched what happened every single game this season, but it was really disheartening to just not even score a touchdown, though, before halftime um, with multiple opportunities, not even the ones taken away from us by the refs, but the ones on our own account. Yeah, I mean, inside the, the two-yard line a couple times. Then there was another one we were inside the, the three, I think, you know, like uh, – with getting that close to the goal line so many times in the first half, it was a little disheartening, but it was also encouraging because it was like, okay, we're moving the ball. We're only down by, you know, 15 points is technically two possessions. We're in the game. If you would have told me at halftime that we were going to score 45 points in the game, I would have been like, oh, sweet, we're going to win this thing. Right. You know? Like it's going to be like 45 <laughs> to 28 or something. Um, but then there was just a, an onslaught of, Big plays uh, from, mm. by both teams. Uh, Max Duggan is incredible. That, that so uh, good, and I and I knew he was gonna be this. Like I watched him, and I and I just love his story, you know. So it was like, man, I wish we, you know, we didn't have to go up against him because I just felt like they had a lot of heart and all this extra stuff, you know, that they were working through. But Max is incredible, and uh, you know, just props to him. What what a story. That'll be a thirty for thirty someday. If he wins yeah, serious. Well, if they beat Georgia, yeah, you can bet yeah. there's going to be some documentaries <laughs> on on Duggan and and uh, there were several plays that just 
you know, I hate to do like I, I'm not gonna complain about the refs right now. At least not yet. Yeah, we've got some no. segments. We've got some segments <laughs> later. I might I might complain a little bit. Yeah. But but you know, you got that DJ Turner missed a tackle on their their wide receiver yeah. Quentin Johnson. Like we we were down by three. It was a third down. Like, can you imagine if he makes that tackle and we get the ball back? Like, yeah. We're gonna win the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the, uh, yeah, you know, that that fumble on the goal line after. So after the the Roman Wilson touchdown gets called back and and uh, you know which it shouldn't have, but yeah. I, again, I'm I'm gonna try not to complain too much. Um, get you know, I feel like Donovan Edwards should have been the one that that carried that ball just because he is kind of our go to running back, and I get that. That we had uh, Jimmy Rolder in there as as our uh, uh, or Khalil Mullings. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said yeah. Jimmy Rolder. Khalil Mullings has been our our short yard back mm-hmm. um, for a couple weeks now. But you know, you just get a guy in there that doesn't have a lot of carries on the biggest stage, and it, it, he he coughs it up, and that felt like a, a big game changer as well. That's why I just I feel like something. I don't know if this will ever come out or not, but. Um, you know, after that first play and like Donovan getting tackled, I just feel like he got hurt because it, I mean, there was a couple plays after that where he exploded and got away and stuff, but there, it, it just, something was just off. And the fact that he wasn't been, get, been given the ball every single time, like I was like thinking they were going to do, like, you need to control the, the, the tempo, you need to control this. We should have been running the ball. But yeah, the fact that he wasn't in there just kind of gave me like a, an inkling that he was hurt. Cause why wasn't he given the ball? Yeah, you know. yeah, that's a good point. And it, it, I just feel like you got to let your playmakers make plays on the biggest stage. And I, I get that, like we saw uh, Khalil Mullings score uh, later in the game. And it, it's like, I think that's what Harbaugh and the boys were envisioning in the short yardage situations. It was like an yeah. easy score. Uh, but you just, you got to get get your playmakers the ball. So a- a- anyway, it was like, there's some silver linings in there. It was fun to watch J.J. McCarthy sling it around a little bit. Oh, he had yeah. 343 passing yards. Like, I know we were playing from behind, so he, he kind of had to. But mm-hmm. um, the future is bright with J.J. and It is. And, you know, he needed this. Like, he's never started a game and lost it, ever, in his history. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes these things can shape who a player really can be. And, like, the, the, sky, the sky is the ceiling for J.J., so if, if he needs this adversity to realize, okay, you know, I need to collect myself a little better and move forward. And he did a great job, but there are some things that are to, to polish a little bit. But, um, you know, he's a champion mindset type of guy. So I'm really, I'm really proud of him. I, I love, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and J.J., uh, I'm not going to blame him for the loss, but if, if you're J.J. McCarthy, it's very clear there's a couple, you know, two pick sixes. Like, that, that game yeah. is that game's different without two pick sixes. And so, you know, he definitely has uh, a growing and learning experience here. Luckily, he's only a sophomore. But ha- have you seen the pictures of them standing around watching TCU celebrate? It's, it's like just like last year. It's so painful. Yeah, I know. And, you know, and I really do believe them that they can be back. And that's what I'm kind of just like, okay, these guys, like, are still in this mindset that they want to be on that big stage someday. But it's just really hard. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've got um, so ma- so much talent coming back next year, and so we we could make the playoffs again next year, you know, given a few different circumstances, and then then we go to twelve teams after that. So like Michigan's gonna be around, right? Like we're yeah. gonna have some we're gonna have some postseason uh, you know stuff going on, and 
I, I definitely want to get into our most memorable moments of uh, this season because it was such a great year, even though it ended so heartbreaking. Uh, but before we get into that, I've got to ask one question. So you and me were getting ready for the show last night. We we're DMing each other on Twitter, <laughs> making sure we were organized. And you just casually mentioned, uh, I can't post right now. My Twitter's been suspended for 12 hours. So I... <laughs> I got to ask, like, how did you get suspended? What happened? So, you know, Michigan State fans, right? Am I right? (laughs) Of course. Am I right? So, you know, this guy chimes in and he's like saying all this stuff. And it was like the third quarter. Like, I got suspended before the fourth quarter. So I couldn't even tweet that whole roller coaster craziness. And it was killing me. But it was just like, you know, he came at me. I said he was a clown. And then I said to go find a big hole and jump in it. And like, that was reported, and apparently that was, like, promoting self-harm by telling someone to jump in a big hole. And that's what I said. I said, find that's a big a- hole and jump in it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I guess, <laughs> never engage with Michigan State fans, right? Like, No, it's, it, it's like, it's, get out of here, you little gnats. Like, it's like this is our time. <laughs> it's like this uh, five and seven quicksand that you get caught in. My yeah. God, I did, and I let, them, I let them get the best of me, but, you know. Well, that's hilarious. It happens. Well, I'm <laughs> but I'm already, I'm already uns- unsuspended. So yeah, good. I was going to say, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> so the world uh, can can breathe again. Lexi can tweet. Um, team 143, 13-1, the winningest team in Michigan football history. I know there's a lot of people uh, that have a lot of negative things to say right now. There's a lot of just shitty fans out there. But I think those of us that are just true, diehard, supportive fans – recognize what a special season it was and so let's talk about some of the most memorable moments of the season i've got a handful that i, I want to talk about but let me ask you first like what what stands out to you as just some of the the best memories of the season honestly just every time i look back in the season i'm just going to remember like the 13 games in which we came out in that second half and not a soul could stop us i mean it was mesmerizing um, you know, especially in these games like the Penn State game when we're like neck and neck and I'm thinking, oh, God. And then we just blow them out of the water. That was probably one of my favorite games just because I love burying James Franklin. But, um, you know, to see that and every single time, though, and then you get you get these conspiracies of like the Buckeyes saying like they're taking acid in the locker room or <laughs> something crazy's happening. And like I eventually was like, man, maybe something really is going on. And then, you know, we did see it in this last game. And so. The memories that I'm just going to hold on to is that, like, this defense, you know, got only got better, you know, for those 13 games from from losing Hutch and Ojabo and and our coordinators. So that like that's just something that I'm holding on to and just has been crazy to watch all year and um, something I'm going to remember forever. Yeah, I, I agree. That's not something I had listed, but but you're right. Jesse Minter in the second half uh performances were incredible i love the idea that somehow taking acid at halftime would help would help us yeah right? like, like we're like, uh, <laughs> like we're what that um lsd guy right right yeah like go uh, out there pitch a game on acid and it's like yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 exactly yeah I, I just i don't think that would i i'm not gonna confirm or deny whether or not i've ever done acid <laughs> in my life but i'm let me just say i have a I have a feeling that uh, it would make things a little more difficult. Or yeah, maybe... I have that feeling too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, just, I made a little list here. Just got, like this morning I woke up and I was thinking about it. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, Michi's touchdown. I mean, that, 
Like yeah. what a what a tearjerker of a moment, and we, we that's been well documented on our our podcast. So I'm not going to go back through it, but Demetrius Walker, rest in peace. Rest in peace. You know, and hey, we scored 45 points for him last night. Yeah, yeah, and, and won that's the, what like won I, the I, big I saw. 10. Donna, yeah, and I saw that. I was like, the 45 points were for Michi, and like that was just, you know. Oh, I didn't pick up yeah. on that. That was that was his Donovan number. Donovan Edwards tweeted it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Doesn't god. I just chills. I got chills. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So Incredible. rest in rest in peace, rest Michi. In peace. Um JJ winning the the quarterback battle. It's hard it's hard to rem- yeah. like it's hard to go back and remember. <laughs> it's like we we actually had a quarterback controversy this season. I like that was that feels so long ago, oh, right? Yeah. So it was like another lifetime ago in this season. It really does. And, you know, Cade McNamara is an Iowa Hawkeye, which is wild to think about now. Like if you would have told me that at the beginning <laughs> of the season, I would have been like, what in the world? No, um, God, but I'm glad it, 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 you know, it, it happened the way that it did. The mm-hmm. return of Ronnie Bell was something yes. special. Get, him getting in the end zone. And, and honestly, last night I got the stats up here. Six receptions, 135 yards, and a touchdown. Like what a what a way to end his career after a, yeah, a torn ACL. He deserves it all. I'm so happy he came back and was healthy for the whole season and just got to, you know, ball out as much as he could and be on part of this history historical team. You know, just really happy for him, Ronnie. Ronnie. And then uh, Iyabi Oki's first sack got me hyped because <laughs> we didn't we didn't know what Iyabi was going to be like this season. And honestly, he, he his season kind of quieted down towards the tail end, which I didn't expect. But mm-hmm. um, it, it feels like I, I believe he's got another year of eligibility and is is coming back, so that'll be cool. And then um, Cornelius Johnson's two touchdowns and Dono's two touchdowns at Ohio State, like those will yeah. those will forever go down in like Michigan. Oh yeah, Folklore. I mean, the, the, just like the the whole Ohio State game in Columbus as a whole is is something I will remember the rest of my life. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, planting the flag, you know, like yeah. that, that that was special. So, um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and transition to a segment that we like to call Sheesh. <laughs> and this, you know, this at the Big House Bleachers podcast, this is kind of a staple of our show. Every, every mm-hmm. week we like to pick out something that makes us say sheesh <laughs> and, and then uh, we run with it. So uh, I'm going to uh, let you do the honors first. Uh, what oh, this yeah. week had you saying? Sheesh. You know, I will say and I actually said it, too, when Roman Wilson flipped into the end zone. Like when he did that, I was just like, sheesh, like, oh my gosh. It was awesome. I mean, to land that, to have such poise and hold on to the ball, it was incredible. And he played a great game too, you know, bless his heart. So that's a great call out. Um, (laughs) Because, and that was kind of a a slept on moment in the game just because there, there's so much going on. Like it was was chaos. Yeah. And, um, he got banged up in the first half too. So you're talking about a guy that had some, I mean, he was in the <laughs> locker room at one point. I think he got like, I mean, he probably ended up breaking a rib or something because he was holding the side a lot. <laughs> yeah. But that was like a full, it was like more than a 360 in the air. That dude got whipped around. So it was crazy. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, you know, I think, I think what I'm going to go with, uh, this week, I got two to choose from, but I'm going to keep it Michigan related. Uh, Jake Moody at the end of the half. Um, <sighs> We're down, down by, down by eighteen. 
Um, he missed that first one, and they, they but they iced him. And he, what, no, he he kicked it on purpose, so yeah. he would know. He knew, like he wanted to test it out to see where he needed to go. I'm that's you. that's what I felt like after I saw the first one. I was like, oh, he gave like they shouldn't have called that timeout because now he got he got a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, fifty nine yard field goal to cut it to two scores at the end of the half. When he kicked that, I was like, sheesh. <laughs> God, I I love yeah. that Donovan Edwards gave us this soundbite to play with. Oh for, my gosh, t- till the end wonderful. of time. <laughs> yeah, no, right. uh, but but Jake Moody is incredible, and I can just only pray that my Lions maybe somehow draft him because we need a kicker so bad. Um, but you know he's he's gonna do great in the pros already a pro. So yeah, I mean he'll be a pro kicker. There's there's no way you know uh, one of the top two or three kickers in the country, no matter how you look mm-hmm. at it um all right well you know we have to look forward now um and so my i was thinking of different questions i could ask you and i think a fun question to ask is what player are you most excited about uh going into next season and this could be a recruit it could be a returning player um i have one one rule you can't say J.J. McCarthy. It's too okay. obvious. Like, we're, we, we're all that's, excited to see yeah, J.J. He's going to be incredible next year, so that's already a given. Um, I'm I'm actually really excited uh, for Cole Cabana because I just like, you know, how established Jim has made this running game um, in this program and, and to really prove to everyone that as long as we can do it correctly and get those yards, that no one can really beat us. So, um and he's been so into Michigan, you know, his whole recruitment and commitment and being like that he's from Dexter right outside of Ann Arbor is just really cool. So I'm ex- really excited to see him next year. Um, I think that he'll be like someone that'll get out there and show right away that he can play the game and play, you know, and maybe even start. Who knows? But I'm excited for him. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, it, Col- Cole Cabana is one of those four stars. It's like he, he kind of could be a five star. He's kind of like that. He's got that Donovan Edwards uh, like recruiting tier, but he but he's a different kind of a running back. He 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 seems like, uh, really dynamic. There's some conspiracies out there, and I don't want to go into this a lot, but there's conspiracies out there that his rankings have been hurt by uh, his. Well, I'll just say his complexion, right? Like he he has yeah. a, diff- a different complexion than a lot of running backs, but um, it, which who knows if that's true or not, but the, the dude's going to be a baller, like uh, just a straight up baller. So that's a great he pick. He is. So I'm excited. What about you? Well, for me, um, I'm going to go with Mike Sanders still. The, yes. the more that I've been, uh, <laughs> and I mean, he's supposed to be coming back. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. I'd hope nothing weird happens. Um, but now he already announced it, right? Right. Like, he, but I he guess did. yeah, anything can happen. I just don't believe anything anymore. You know, like in co- in college <laughs> I know, football, I just true. don't believe anything. <laughs> the reason I'm so excited about Mike Sandra still is we're talking about a guy that was playing offense a year ago, came in. It's his first year playing defense, and the dude see, appears to be good at everything. <laughs> you know, like he's he's a yeah. he's good at tackling. He drops back in pass protection. We bring him. We bring him on on pressure. He's stopped some runs this season. The sky is the limit for him with another year of of coaching and player development. So I, you know, I I'm just I can't wait to see what he does next year. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because a lot of that reminds me of when Jim was at Stanford and um, with Richard Sherman, 
because he was a wide receiver. And then yeah. it was like, oh, you know, I think he'd be better at defense. And then it's like, you know, it, it, this is the same thing. I mean, Mike has just been incredible this year. I mean, totally out of left field. You don't even expect it to be to be like that. And then to announce that he's coming back, that leadership in the locker room is going to be huge. Yeah. So, you know, he, I'm excited. It's just it's funny just how things work, though. And you see, like, how Jim Jim's mind is and, and his football mind to kind of recognize um, when someone can be better at a position. So. Right, and you just referenced something that I think we all see at Michigan, which is uh, Harbaugh and his staff, they get the most out of players, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're we're competing with uh, supposedly less talent, right? Like, less five stars, and we're just getting the most out of these guys, and Mike Sander still is a good example of that. Um, let's move on to a little segment we call What's the Deal? Um, you know, we like to complain a little bit or ask curious questions Michigan here. Michigan fans? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've actually got two. I've got one that's Michigan related and uh, one that's that's not at all. But um, I, so I'll lead off with one and then I'll pass it to you and then I'll, I'll go again. We'll, we'll figure it out. But um, my first is Steve Sarkeesian, the Texas uh, Longhorn <sighs> head coach and and uh you might not realize this i actually live in austin texas right now i figure you have like a little bit of a accent in there yeah yeah i I, so i'm a diehard (laughs) michigan fan for my whole life but my Mm -hmm. all my family's from michigan i but you know i'm 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 a michigander at heart in many many ways uh but i i've spent a majority of my life uh in austin and uh so the texas longhorns are fans everything going on with them i'm always kind of tuned into what's going on. And there's a clip of him just going. Have you seen it? He's like going yeah, into. Yeah, where like someone just kind of said, hey, hold back a little bit. Uh-huh. Totally like just bad energy. Like, and I kind of like always kind of felt that about him where it's the smug and arrogance, but like that just. <laughs> yeah. It, like right there. It was really embarrassing. And so for any listeners that don't know what we're talking about, excuse my language, but I'm going to try to paraphrase what Sarkeesian <laughs> did here. Uh, some guy, you know, what you see every single game is the players and the coaches were coming out of the tunnel and some guy like put his hand up, kind of kind of put it on Sark's chest and was like, hey, you know, hold on. We're not ready yet. And he just went into like a, a rage and was like, get your fucking hands off me. Don't fucking touch me. And yeah. it's like this is the leader of their team. It's no wonder that there seems to be some discord um, on that team. Uh, what's the deal, uh, Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah, that's it was terrible. You know, that's an example you're setting right in front of your players, too. I mean, it's just poor, poor behavior. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lexi, what this week had you saying, what's the deal? (sighs) What is the deal with losing to a MAC team at home, Michigan basketball? (laughs) Oh, my God. Not only a MAC team, but a four and eight MAC team. And, you know, I got to just shrug that off and be like, oh, I don't have to worry about that right now because I have football to focus on. Well, football's done and now <laughs> yeah. I'm focusing. What is the deal? I, I know just... it's it's always like so I was actually I was at the Alamo Bowl, actually, which is with the Texas game that I was just mm-hmm. referencing and, and because I'm in Texas. And so I went I went to the Alamo Bowl in, in uh, San Antonio and. Awesome. I was watching I was watching the game on my phone because I never miss Michigan games of any kind. Mm-hmm. But then I walked in, you know, with some stadiums, they just don't have Wi-Fi. And I walked in and it just went out. And so the whole second half, I couldn't get the game up. 
and uh, I I pulled it up like first thing I did I we after we left the game I pulled it up and I I saw that one point loss and I was just like oh my god you know I don't even want to open Twitter now (laughs) seriously be bad (laughs) seriously that that's a that's a great one Uh, we can talk a little bit about Michigan basketball but I I'm actually gonna ruin that segue because I've got another what's the deal I feel like we have feel like we have to bring this up what's the deal with the reviews. In the college football playoff, like I, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not saying we lost because of them. I, I don't want to whine. There's a lot. There were a lot of ways we could have won that game, but Roman Wilson goes down. He's he. It's one of those catches where it bounces around, and then he secures possession in the end zone. They review it. The announcers are like, "That's a touchdown." Uh, the even like you know their their ref expert comes in is like, "Yep, I agree. That's a touchdown." And then yeah. the refs on the field. Say it's short. Uh, and then at the end of the game, uh, I don't really, like, I don't think this is why we lost, but we would have had another shot if, if mm-hmm. there was that targeting call. And uh, I already thought the game was over. I think we all thought the game was over. Yeah. And, and then they start slow-moing this, and I'm like, oh, wow, we're going to get the ball. We're going to get 15 yards in the ball because that that is the definition of targeting. It was like yeah. forcible contact to the head or neck area, a defenseless guy going down. Um, I think that rule kind of sucks the way they enforce it anyway, but that was definitely targeting. So what is the deal uh, with the, the the reviews? Yeah, I mean, these refs, though, have just, I swear it gets worse and worse every year. And, you know, they really need to get this concrete down with, like, targeting. I know there's certain areas that can be gray, but that really was the definition of it. Now, a part of me is like, okay, you know, would have been cool to get that an extra time. Yeah, whatever. We never should have been in that position anyways. Right. But, but you know, then it's like at the end of the game and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's only this many seconds left. But, I mean, that was textbook targeting. So the fact that they didn't, like, after reviewing it, still didn't call it. It's like they were just like, well, we, we, we want TCU. This is the story we want. We're just going to run with that now. And that's why it just wasn't called that. But. There just needs to be a lot more consistency with it because there's been plenty of calls that were not targeting at all, and then these players get ejected. So, um, you know, just it's unfortunate, it really is. Yeah, and and then they miss like the a half in the next game. It's like it, that is such a. It, it's like okay, if if you get one, maybe it should be 15 yards, just like a mm-hmm. personal foul. And then if you get a second one, it's like okay, get him out of the game. Like this dude's yeah. reckless. But so many of these are not. They're not even reckless. It's just normal football plays and it's helmet to helmet contact. And so uh, this kind of turned into what's the deal with the targeting rule. But, <laughs> right. but I, I, you know, I agree that it, it's just kind of wild. Um, right, anyway, we're, oh, we got to take a step back. Uh, football's <laughs> over for us. Uh, oh, you, sad, but it is. You, you mentioned Michigan basketball. Um, we, <laughs> we have Maryland today and that's today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my head is spinning. I just like I'm gonna make sure. Okay, we have Maryland today. <laughs> um, by the time anybody listens to this podcast, that game's gonna be over. So I want to. I'm, I'm gonna make sure not to like guarantee a 30 point win or something because then I might be eating my words. But we're technically undefeated in Big Ten play. Yeah. And uh, we, so even though we're struggling, uh, we could make a run at the Big Ten, maybe. I don't know. How, how are you feeling about the team right now? Oh, you know, it's, it's frustrating because there's so much talent on this team. 
so much. Um, but I do think that there's just been a lacking in recruitment of like a point guard, a true point guard anymore. And in having these, um, you know, transfers come in, don't, don't get me wrong, you know, Mike Smith and, and these guys have been great, but you really just need to get a leader in there who has, was recruited to that, who wanted to come to Michigan, who want, you know, and I'm not, not saying these guys that transfer in couldn't be that, but it's just very clear that there's a lacking of a leader out there. And um, I think that as much as like, as good as Hunter is and whatnot, I just don't really see him as that like leadership type of guy that's going to say, hey, you know, and guide these guys. We are really missing Eli Brooks right now. And that's yeah. like, it's 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 the biggest thing ever. That's one thing that I knew once he left that we were going to be missing is just someone to gather their heads and be like, all right, you know, we need to get our shit together. Let's go, you know. And, and Juwan's a little bit kind of, you know, loosening his grip here. And I just hope he can get it together and pull these guys together because um, we'll be making the tournament. <laughs> this is the case. I if we know. We keep playing yeah. like this and I can't take that. <laughs> oh my god yeah we like we've got to make a run at the tournament and it's not looking good right we like that was no. a bad loss we just took so the good news about being in the big 10 is we're going to have uh several opportunities to win mm -hmm. big games and and so we Absolutely. could get back in it but um i i couldn't agree with you more that the point guard play i mean our starting point guard went out with an acl tear so now yeah. we have our backup point guard, Doug McDaniel, who's cool. Like, like he's great. He's got some energy mm -hmm. and stuff. But I can't help but think about the fact that when Jawan went out and got Jalen Llewellyn, that's when Frankie Collins decided to leave. Um, yeah. And and playing Frankie Collins last or earlier in the season, Arizona State, he like tore us up. It was a little bit like, oh man, I wish we still had this dude. Yeah, I I was really sad about losing Frankie because I was always like one of his number one fans, and you know he 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 get a little bit you know out of control on the floor, um, but he just has he has a great has a high ceiling, and I hope I hope he um you know does well at where he's at. I think he's gonna be good there, but it was it was a little sting when he left, and especially with him beating us, it's like all right, that's a little salt in the wound. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm not gonna be one of these uh, people calling for. Juwan's head or calling him like the basketball Ryan Day or anything. It's like let's let's give him a chance. You know, he's, yeah. he's still got still got a lot of talent, great recruiter. Um so we'll we'll see. Let, let, but let's talk about something a little bit more fun for <laughs> Yay, for okay. for you anyway. Uh the Detroit Lions. Yes. Uh, even though this is a Michigan pod, I feel like the Detroit Lions are like as uh, as closely related to Michigan football as they can be. So for sure. um Especially I, I, with Hutch on there, I mean, our, that's what our guys I'm saying. On there, <laughs> so I'm a Michigan guy. I've I've uh, got family members that are hardcore Lions fans, and I've mm -hmm. always kind of kept an eye on them. But now that Hutch is a, a Lion, I'm like I'm like looking forward to All every in, single right. game. He's been so. doing so great this year; it's awesome. Yeah. So do uh, I? I didn't look at the scenarios, and I don't know if you're up to speed on these. I assume you are, but the playoff scenarios, like, are they? Yeah. I know that loss last week really hurt, but uh, they're still yeah. in, the, in the hunt, right? Yeah, we're still in the hunt. So we need to win out. And then I know we need Seattle to lose. And they're playing Kansas City. But, like, I don't know. You know, with, with getting towards the end of the season, you're like, you can't rely on these people to be playing their starters when they've already clutched. They're like, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think Seattle needs to lose. And I think Washington needs to lose, if I'm not mistaken. Like, two, we need help from two teams plus winning out. So we really screwed ourselves because – we we honestly could have been in after that game last week, but or at least you know locked in pretty well. But 
Yeah. I still got faith, you know. This uh this regime is different, you know. This isn't SOL anymore. People like to say that all the time and yeah. you know, it, it, it drives me crazy. It's like Lions fans calling SOL, Michigan fans calling to fire a coach after like a couple of years, you know. It's like quit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're 2 years outside of, you know, something good, but uh the Lions have just been great. So, I'm I'm really excited. I hate the Bears too, so I need yeah. a W for my for my sanity after last night. <laughs> well, that's I'm sure that's what both of us are going to do right after we we wrap up here is we're gonna tune into the Lions and mm-hmm. and hope that they beat the Bears and uh, so uh, no matter how you slice it, uh, Dan Campbell and that team and they they've got them heading in the right direction, which is Absolutely. really excited. I I feel like no fan base in the history of the world has been. <laughs> uh as miserable as the lions for as long as they have been so so that's really good i to think see. the only one are the chicago cubs and i just don't ever want to get that far into it because i'll be long gone before we win <laughs> yeah, the title. yeah right that's like generations of, <laughs> yeah. of pain right misery there. yeah yeah um well okay uh you know let one, one more thing to just touch on that it's almost like throwing salt in the wound at this point but there, there is a national championship game coming, is, coming up are you next sure week. Sure about that? I don't know. I, I've heard, I've, I've heard they're still gonna play it. I don't know. I've, I, if I I'm mean, gonna watch it. I mean, what's the point? Might as well. Yeah, and and uh, thank God, the Ohio State Buckeyes are not in that game. I wouldn't be able to live right now if Ohio State. I would have State... vanished. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe not, maybe not permanently. I wouldn't have, you know, went and, and erased my account. But you know, I just. I went to bed early last night. I'm not going to lie. I was bummed. And then I saw how Ohio State was playing. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> so I just go to bed. I woke up at like 3 o'clock this morning to like go to the bathroom, see my phone. I'm like, yes. Like, thank God. That was just a little bit of like someone's had a consolation prize. And I'm totally fine holding the ribbon of ha-ha Ohio State. You didn't yeah. get in either. Because that's just what I'm going to run on going into 2023. I I did the exact same thing. Exactly exactly what you just said. I, Ohio State was up by like 10 or 14 points and I'm like, "Oh no, like I can't like I can't even do this." I turned I turned it off. I went to bed. Uh it it was just miserable and then yeah, first thing I did when I checked my phone, I was like, "Oh, let's see how much Ohio State won by." And then and then I saw they lost and I was like, "Oh, it just made it made it just a little bit better, right? Like just a oh, yeah. little bit." I mean, it still hurts. I'm still kind of numb and dead inside. But, like, that was just, like, a little spark that kind of is going to keep me going through the year because now it's like, we still own you. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I tell you what, um, thank you so much for, for making time. It was really a yeah, pleasure having awesome. you on the pod. Do you, what else are you working on right now? I've I've actually listened to uh, On Stadium Boulevard. That's the name of yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. And you and uh, I know Josh Ogdahl is yep. on there. And then who, who's the other guy? There's another um, person. Jordan DeMatt, I think is how you pronounce his last name. But he's um, uh, one of uh, Josh's like best friends outside. Like they met on Twitter, but they're like best friends outside of Twitter. So um, it's really fun talking with both of them every week. And um, I am working on that still. And we're still going to be like running that through. I do start school back, so I'm back and rolling into um, Eastern EMU. So oh, nice. Um, yeah, I gotta finish my degree. I got like 12 classes left at the School of Business, so I'll be that. Uh, be be mainly focusing on that, you know, going into the winter. I mean, once March Madness comes around, I'll try to probably be working on some projects in here. But really, just the weekly podcast of so just you know, at this point, talking Michigan basketball. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, I all, it's a great podcast, so I encourage anybody that listens to this one. 
check that one out. It's very, Listen to lot, this one too. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find you uh, on your social media accounts, Twitter especially, because I know that that's, that's, you're very active on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitter, um, I, I have it here in the corner, GoBlueLexi117. And then same thing with my Instagram, GoBlueLexi117. Um, not on there as much. I just kind of post once in a while, but Yep, always finding a way to uh, make Twitter a little <laughs> crazy and wild with my takes and attitude. <laughs> well, if you're not following Lexi on Twitter, you need to. She's a great follow. Um, you you can find me uh, at Wolverine Cron, and I also have a website, WolverineChronicle.com. That does it for episode 14 of the Big House Bleachers podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Matt Hartwell should be back in the studio, so we'll give him a hard time about taking two weeks <laughs> off. And uh, as always, go blue. Go blue. Thanks for having me. <laughs>